you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein bonus episode. Hi guys. We're popping a bonus episode in here because I had a bunch of my masterminders, the moms that I work with privately, ask me what my take was. They wanted to hear what my take was on the whole Oscars, Will Smith, Chris Rock, that whole situation. So I had been thinking about it and I've been kind of reading a bunch of things and listening to a bunch of things, uh, not a bunch of things, but I've seen, you know, I just have been noticing. And so I recorded something for them. And afterwards they were like, this needs to be shared with all of, this needs to be sent to Chris Rock. This needs to be sent to Will Smith. This needs to be sent to Oprah. And, um, and a lot of times when I'm leaving these different, I don't know, coaching scenarios or me weighing in on different things, we release those, for those of y'all who don't know, we have a private podcast. So when you are work with us privately at Mastermind Parenting, we also have a private podcast. And so the private podcast is filled with lots and lots and lots of different scenarios and me coaching all my different members, basically. Um, and so I put these things out on our private podcast, but once all my moms were like, we haven't heard it described this way, you've got to send this out to everyone. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this out on the regular podcast because I think that uh, everybody's kind of talking about it right now. Like it was, it was dramatic. Like my son, Alec, who's 24 was like, cause we watched, I hadn't seen it, I guess the next day. Cause I don't ever watch those award shows. And, um, so the next night at dinner, we were talking about it and I had heard about it. And, uh, and so we were watching the clip and then my younger son, Corey kept showing the clip over and over again. And my, and Alec was like, it's making me very uncomfortable. And I said, it's scary when adults lose their shit and lose control and um, it is, it's scary. It makes everyone feel kind of scared and unsettled. Alec was like, I can't watch that again. It's making me very uncomfortable. And I was like, yeah, it makes everyone uncomfortable. So anyway, so I recorded this and I'm putting it out there to you guys and can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. So feel free to, uh, if you, if you hear this or see this and you're on social media, feel free to tag us and let us know what you think. Okay. Let's talk about the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Um, it's been interesting to kind of observe everyone 
talking about it and all the things out there. Because, and just even my view on it. I mean, ultimately my view is Will Smith showed up as a really messy human. Will Smith's obviously going through something. And frankly, I, I've heard him on some podcasts recently promoting the book that he just wrote. And even I heard him in an interview with Oprah and like I couldn't watch the whole thing. And I normally love Will Smith, but something about it was not passing the smell test for me. Um, I just felt like he's trying, I don't know, I couldn't pinpoint exactly what it is, but I think Will Smith has just been doing what, what we do on a more basic level on social media. I mean, how many times have we seen people put out those perfect posts? Like they are living the dream. They've got the best family, the most adorable kids. Their life is just peachy. But then when you know that person in real life, their real life is sort of a shit show. And all those pictures, like a, like a big PR campaign to not just com- convince the world that they're living a different existence than they're living, but they're trying to convince themselves. Like they really want to believe, like nobody puts all that stuff out on social media to be sneaky and manipulative. It's like they're trying to convince themselves. So I don't think Will Smith is a bad guy. I think he's been on this, you know, PR campaign because, and writing a book and talking about him and Jada's marriage being so enlightened and they're reading all of these biblical texts and all the different languages, I mean, all the different uh, religions. Um, Because I think he wants to convince himself of something. I mean, I can... Yes, his wife stepped outside the marriage, and maybe he feels pretty emasculated, and he's the kind of guy that was like, I don't want to give up on my marriage. I don't want to give up on this family that we've built together. I love us. I love our kids. I love what we've built. So I'm going to, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move past it. I don't, I don't want to get divorced from you because you've had relationships or a relationship with another man pretty publicly. And so, um, so he chose to stay and, and convince himself and the world that the relationship is so much more, so much deeper, so much richer, so much more spiritual. They don't follow traditional convention and they're so enlightened. And Will Smith was conditioned in our fixed mindset culture and, you know, he's a dude and he probably feels pretty freaking emasculated and he knows the whole world knows what's going on behind the curtains of his house. And there's, there's stuff, right? And so, you know, he, Chris, they're at, they're there. Chris Rock is doing what hosts of the award shows have done the way the format is roast the other celebrities in the audience. Get a joke, make a laugh, make a joke, get a laugh at other people's expenses. That's been the format. That's been the climate. That's been the culture. 
and everybody's just supposed to like laugh and laugh at themselves. Oh, look at me. I, I can laugh at myself. Um, and so Chris Rock is doing that. And Jenny Jen doesn't like the joke that he made. And now we've heard from lots of black women why, you know, why it was so loaded, why it's so loaded. So, you know, because from my perspective, but I'm not a black woman. I'm like, at our dinner table, we're like, why is G.I. Jane an insult? Like, that was sort of the height of Demi Moore's career. And she was a freaking badass and proving that she could do anything a man could do. And she was still, I mean, she was strong and gorgeous and even without traditional feminine conventions, without hair. She was still like, like that to me was like the apex of her career. Um, so we're like, why was that an insult? But now hearing from black women, there's a lot in that, right? They don't, they don't want to be called too masculine or muscular. They think it is a lot of black women I've heard say that it means somebody's calling you a lesbian if you're too strong or if you're too, you know, masculine looking. And for whatever reason, they think being called a lesbian is negative. Um, for the record, I don't think being called a lesbian is negative. Um, and so there's lots of different perspectives going on around here, right? And... You know, she could, she had to, she couldn't be the angry black woman. There's so many boxes that women are put into. So she had to sit there, you know, and remain composed, even though she didn't like the joke. And for the record, I, I, I'm not sure that anybody likes when the joke is at your expense. She didn't like it. Will, who was originally laughing along, now all of a sudden I put out this book. I've been on this PR campaign to prove that we're such a united front and I'm such an amazing husband and I have my wife's back and we don't follow traditional norms and we're above all of that. Uh-oh, shit. I got to defend my woman's honor because she can't sit here and defend it herself because she'll be seen as the angry black woman. But I got male privilege going on, so I'm going to get up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up for my woman. So he freaking snaps. You know, what does he model? He models a grown-up temper tantrum. You know, a toddler who was having a temper tantrum in grown-up skin. Is he the only person that's ever done that? No. We all do it all the time. People do it all the time. He just did it in front of the world. And what did we also witness? We also witnessed um, everybody sort of looking the other way. He acted like a big temper tantruming toddler, and he wasn't held accountable. He was he was allowed to stay in the event. The parents, the people who were throwing the event, they left Chris Rock up there just to sort of salvage it, which he did. I mean, Chris Rock is clearly the freaking 
hero. I mean, the way he recovered and still remembered his material and got back on track and hosted the show, but Will Smith was allowed to stay in the event and then receive his big award and receive a, a standing ovation. Like, who's holding him accountable? Where were the consequences that night? Everybody is so scared of the tantruming toddler, right? And how many times have we done that in our lives, in our, in our own homes, where we've let our tantruming toddlers in all shapes and sizes tantrum, and then there were no real consequences. We didn't hold them accountable. We didn't escort them out. We didn't let them know. That's not okay. We're not doing that, right? And so that's what happened. And everyone allowed the show to go on. And now, you know, Will Smith is, you know, I guess getting canceled or on the verge of being canceled. And he had a messy human moment. And, you know, it was messy. It was real messy. And that is going to be a stain on him and his reputation forever. But I think the stain is on is on the people in charge who allowed the show to go on as if it hadn't as if that hadn't just happened. Everybody wants to avoid a difficult conversation. Everybody wants to avoid establishing the real rules. Yeah, no, not okay. We're not doing that. So what what's really what would be, to me, what do we all learn from this? We all learn that we can't be letting the tantruming toddlers to, you know, move forward after they have a big old temper tantrum and harm other people, assault other people. We can't just, you know, brush it off and act like it didn't just happen. We have to hold people accountable. But we also don't need to become wronger, right? And when we, I feel like we're becoming wronger when it's like we're just sitting in this fixed mindset of he fucked up, now we need to cancel him. No one's ever allowed to make a mistake. There's no way back. There's no story of redemption, right? Like, can we all, how do we, how do we grow? How do we handle this moving forward? How do we continue to evolve? and grow, and and use this as a major, major lesson, and real collective learning. So that's why we have productive conversations. Productive conversations are most productive when things have gone sideways. And like this, right? Life got real messy. And... Chris Rock is the hero in this story. Just like quite often our lives get messy and our kids act out in all kinds of assaulting ways. (laughs) And then how do we go back to them rather than just blaming them, punishing them, condemning them? How do we go back and truly hold them accountable and call them to more? It takes a lot of courage and confidence. 
So in a perfect world, it would go down like this. It would involve Chris Rock, who I have to say, I'm so impressed with that dude. I mean, I don't know how he regained his composure and handled handled that whole situation like such a grounded grown-up for the rest of the night. Um, and Chris Rock comes back. And as the grounded grown-up, as the person who is, who freaking shined like nobody's business that night, he comes back and he has a conversation privately with Will Smith. And he sees Will Smith's perspective. And he says, hey, listen, dude, um, he owns his role. Listen, I did what things, the way it, I hosted the way it's always been hosted, roasting everyone, making fun, getting my jokes at other people's expense. That's the way it's always been done. But this is what we've learned in the last couple of years. Life has changed. The world has changed. Things are not the same. And I should have been more sensitive. I should have been more sensitive. I am a funny dude. And I can think quick on my feet. And I should have led and hosted that event in a way that aligns with our new normal, which is more sensitive, which is more tolerant. And I can get jokes my own right. I don't need to use somebody else as my punchline. I should have done that. And I didn't step into that level of leadership. And I didn't, you know, I didn't read the climate. And it's my job as a comedian to always be two steps ahead. And I didn't do that. So I sort of sucked at my job that night. And you were put in a precarious position. And I know you're a good guy. And you fucked up. (laughs) But I know you're a good guy. I know who you are. And I wanted to just own my part. Is, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And then he listens, he actively listens and he reflects back and he hears Will Smith. If Will Smith goes into, yeah, you really fucked up, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I can see how you feel that way. I get it. Well, I just, I just wanted to clear my conscience. But if Will Smith is Will Smith and he's like, dude, that's so generous. You're, you are a good guy. And I don't know how you remained. So cool in that moment, but I got a lot of respect for you. I got a lot of respect. And Will Smith says whatever Will Smith says. And Chris Rock says, you know, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not your dad. I'm not here to admonish you. Yeah, you got a tough slap. (laughs) I don't want to run into you in a dark alley. And that did suck. Um, but I just I, I just needed to come and talk to you man to man. And if they are able to move into the problem solving, how are we going to move forward? Chris Rock says, how are we going to move forward? What do you think the best next steps are? How do we show up as strong black men who are setting an example for so many and who are role models so many how do we show up in a way that is going to be productive that is going to 
take our job seriously, our role seriously. We're so fortunate to be in the positions that we're in. How do we move forward in a way that is going to serve the people? What are your thoughts? How can I support you? You're a smart dude and I respect you. How can we be a united front? We don't need to be best friends. But how do we show all of America and the world that people make mistakes and people learn from their mistakes and they come back from their mistakes even stronger? How do we do that? And they problem solve together. You know, and maybe Chris Rock says at the end of it, and here's the deal. If you ever lay hands on me again or say anything that isn't generous, that doesn't extend the same generosity to me that I've extended to you, there will be legal action. Because I put up with that that night because I needed to recover and save the show. And I was definitely not innocent in terms of roasting your wife and roasting other celebrities during such a sensitive time when our world has changed. But I will not ever be assaulted again. I have more respect for myself than that. So he might. He might set some real rules down. So that's my... That's my take. And my last thing I'll say is, is I think it's interesting how we all just want to play judge and jury and make somebody the villain and somebody the hero. But life is different than that, right? Life is different than that. Sometimes we're the heroes. Sometimes we're the villains. And sometimes, most of the time, we're all just the messy human. 